hear that? I did. Welcome to episode. I try to make it. <laughs> I try to make it especially loud for you. Oh, thank you. I didn't hear our other show, uh, so I just trust you that you clapped. But anyway. Yeah, it worked out this time. We're live now too. All right. We're there. We did Wh- it. Whose voice is that? What? It's been forever. It's original founder Nathan pinch hitting for everybody else, uh, except Paul. The founder <laughs> invited me. No, I, I'm going to say co-founder because I think Sean was really the spear. The founder. All right. <laughs> the one who founded. This is episode 669. It's pretty good. That's a lot. That's so many episodes. <laughs> that is a lot of them. Yeah. 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 And I remember every single one. Wow. Perfectly. That's not true. Uh, do you guys I don't like last you, week? Even. I'm assuming you say the name of the show, right? This is the top-down perspective, like isometric. Yeah, we usually do a preamble. Yeah, but uh, let we should just jump into it. You don't got uh, any housekeeping? This is a top-down like, perspective. Vacuuming tips or what? What does that mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> like stuff that's going on. But yeah, well, yeah, well where where are, are going on? Sean and John right now? I don't even know that. Summer Games Fest, I oh, guess. Oh, the Summer Games well, Fest. So, specifically, though, Sean is there. John is on a road trip to Massachusetts, I think. That's not where the Summer Games Fest is. That's where the Boston no, Red across. Sox play. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The Green that, Monster. That's very true. Fenway. Anyway. The Big Green Monster. That's where they are, though. Okay. Uh, there wasn't even going to be a show this week, but an R thing. I just wanted to see if you'd be available, and you're like, yeah, all right. Like, we could talk about games for a bit. Yeah, we were something. talking about violent manga, um, <laughs> which is what we do <laughs> it's now. True. But uh, that's a different <laughs> show. Uh, so, yeah. what? So, games we played, I guess, is the first order of business then? Well, the first order of business is this is a top-down perspective for June 8th, and I'm Paul Fleck. June 8th. All right. I'm Nathan Rohr. I'm here this time. Okay. And now, yes, uh, I now would be where like, I guess do, Sean do, do, specifically do, 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 do. says, what have you been playing? Yeah. Well, Paul, I'm glad you asked. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> we drove down to Strathmore uh, to get a cheap copy oh. of Super Mario Maker 2 on uh kijiji oh okay so i'd been putting okay. off picking up that yep. game because i kind of felt like it was one of those half sequels you know like i had the first game i was satisfied with just having the first game but eventually it's definitely not a half sequel but yeah yeah i guess i guess digging into it i do like some of the you know you can build worlds and whatnot and they have a new art style yeah. uh so there's a decent amount yeah. of stuff i haven't actually delved into the making portion of it uh, is the 100 Mario challenge just right. gone? Is that not a thing anymore? Yeah, that's the one that we're all pissed about because the 100 Mario challenge was actually good. What they have now is this shitty endless mode Yeah, where you just play until you can't anymore. I was doing the endless mode. Like, easy is so easy that it's like, oh, this might never end. I'm just continuing my game forever yeah. at, like, 99 lives. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get a tricky level and I'll go down to 96 lives. And then on the next level, I'll get them back yeah. and... Like it's just all right. At least I'm I'm past a hundred on that, so at least I'm on the leaderboard or whatever. Uh, but that's just an yeah. ongoing poking at dumb levels. I kind of love the ones where it's just like, uh, 
Somebody just put a flag. That's it. You start the level, and it's just a total waste of time. <laughs> so it's just there's, like... There's a weird amount of those, actually. In yeah. Easy. It's yeah. just like, oh, I want to upload some levels, so I hit a threshold, so I unlock more stuff or something. I don't know what people are doing, but it's, it's funny. It must be. Is there any yeah. way to screen, like, it's just like, you know what? I just want to play Mario Brothers 3. It's a killer game. Give me some Mario Brothers 3 levels, and that's all it's going to do, you know? If you go to the, like, course planet or world or galaxy or whatever the fuck they call it and scroll through them and kind of look at the previews. Okay. Yeah, I guess. But otherwise, there's no way to just sort by game type like that. Yeah. And, like, I was doing people's worlds that they made, and there was, like, ones where it's like, oh, killer, this starts with the Super Mario Brothers 3 level. And then, like, three, like five yeah. of the ten or something are, like, new Mario Brothers, which I don't hate yeah. new Mario Brothers, but it's not one of the greatest games ever in all of history. Sure. So I'd be more inclined to play right. Super Mario World or Mario Brothers 3, uh, but eh, I don't know. It's always hard to go back to Mario 1 in Mario Maker after you've been playing, like, literally all of the other ones. <laughs> I think I still find it funny when there's, like, assets and stuff that weren't in the game. Like, it's just like, oh, weird, this enemy in this art style just looks crazy. Uh, but, yeah, sure. it, it is a or bit like weird. Or, like, ducking. Ducking. Like little Mario. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, some of the physics and stuff just don't feel quite the same, uh, which is to its benefit because right. that original game's a little, little janky in that respect, so... But it was a classic. So, yeah. You know, 48 years ago. That's not quite right. 38 years yeah. ago. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. I've been playing a lot of Mario. However, I'm competing with Switch Time uh, with my wife because yeah. she's playing a ton of Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, okay. What, what's the temperature yep. of that game here at the top-down offices? Um... John was burnt out before even playing it because he had some house guests over and apparently they wouldn't shut up about it. So he was kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll play it eventually. But right now I just don't want to hear anything about this game. Okay. Which is fair. Yeah. Um, Sean absolutely loves it. I really like it, but I have put it down because Diablo is out now. So I haven't gone back to it for about a week. Okay. Yeah, I, I've probably put about three to five hours into it. I don't Okay. I don't know that yeah. I like it, but I also was not one of the Breath of the Wild people. Uh so I, I wasn't either. I will say you played the worst part. The beginning of this game is easily the worst part of it. Where it's, it's just bad. like here we I gotta really introduce like your powers and give you some Yeah basics. Yeah. It's it, it's weirdly like handholdy in a way the first one isn't. There's no real sense of wonder the way like you just kind of walk out of a cave are greeted by Santa Claus on a paraglider and saying, like, hey, there's, like, a thing over there you might want to check out, and then you kind of do whatever. Sure. Like, the fact that this one railroads you literally in some of the cases of you building a machine to get around to the next island and then talk to a robot who tells you exactly what to do is so, like, anti what made Breath of the Wild good. I mean, I kind of get it because the building mechanics are a little cumbersome and weird. So it, it's kind of like, hey, yeah. you're this is the major new concept in this game. You're going to have to poke around at this for a bit. Uh, but it gets better. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just the stuff from Breath of the Wild that returned. I wasn't stoked about like shrines are back. Breaking weapons is back, you know, like 
Yeah. Those weren't things yeah. I enjoyed the first time around. And they're just like, no, everything you're using is going to shatter when you fight like three guys. And it's like, <laughs> ah, okay. It, it's almost made me yeah. start getting annoyed with the kind of like every shrine has a secret extra chest or whatever. Right. But it's just garbage in yeah. there. It's just like, oh, hey, it's a disposable thing yeah. in there. Great. Like, it's never going to be like just. The- I would rather just like, hey, give me some rupees or something, you know, something that like goes in my pocket. The thing that sucks, and I'll just warn you about this now, is that you're right, except some of them do have something really good every now and then, which makes you still need to check them. I guess. (laughs) All right. It's like a loot table thing, but it'll just be like I open it. It's like, great, like a bow that's kind of okay, and I already have five. So right. I got to drop totally. something or whatever. Like it just, it's like the puzzle itself was fun, but then what's in, what you get for it is such a lame, it's like, oh, there's a carrot on a stick, but it's like moldy and kind of misshapen. <laughs> I don't know. It was starting to get under my skin a bit, but whatever. It might just be like, this just isn't to... for me. Like this, this direction they're going. Yeah. So I might, I might just so... leave it to others, but yeah. I know that you and I generally see eye to eye, actually, about Breath of the Wild stuff. I will say I found it less annoying, I think, in this one. It's still annoying in the way that, like, it sucks that my thing broke and I have to take a moment to switch to another one to continue this battle that I'm deep in the middle of already. Yeah. Like, that part always just feels shitty. But, like, it's this one. Have you started fusing weapons and stuff like that Uh, with materials? A little bit, yeah. Like... A little so, bit. <laughs> as you, like, fight things, they draw materials that are just meant to be fused to weapons. And they, like, make every weapon just extraordinarily better. So, like, I never feel like I have underpowered weapons or, like, I don't have something fun to play with. It just is annoying that I have to still switch between them because they break now. Right. This and point. there's just, like, but, a like, step I have to so assemble much. everything and whatever, but... Yeah. It's it's just seemed really yeah, so menu like, heavy also. Like, is there a way to just be like, you know it's what? Pretty ma- I love these mushroom skewers. No, I'm just going to map it to a button or something, and then I can eat them when I'm hurt because I'm going to no, hurt. No, because as, <laughs> you know. as forward-thinking as Nintendo is about trying something new with their IPs, they're not forward-thinking enough to th- see what other games do for, like, user experience things and, like, quality of life, and they don't implement that sort of thing, which is unfortunate. Like, if Link just had some sort of, like, bottle or flask or something, and there was just potion in there, and, you know, when the blood moon comes, it refills your blood potion, and you can just press a button and drink it when you're in the middle of a frenetic fight, and it's just kind of better for it, you know? I mean, yeah, I also prefer Elden Rings and Souls games, but, like, it's there is this weird problem, and, like, I think maybe out of, like, the four of us that do this show, you're the only one that can relate, in that, like, you have to take your mindset out of, like, oh, Dark Souls is better Zelda, which is why I like it, and just remember that this is, like, kind of a different thing, and, like, appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, it's just... Rather than dismiss it for what it isn't because it's so easy to just be like yeah souls is way better in this thing and then just dismiss it where Later, this game guys. does a lot of things that yeah. i thought you're i'm gonna play this other yeah. 40 yeah, out yeah, of 40 yeah. famitsu game <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> exactly whatever uh koroks seem great i'm still happy with koroks uh they make cute sounds and that's great <laughs> so i don't know 
It's funny because the Koroks are the one thing I fucking hate in the game, like a lot. But, that there was I mean, there was a guy before, like too. they're all like, "Oh man, I'm an idiot. I packed my backpack way too big for my body. <laughs> I need your help." And then it's just like, "Dude, like I'm just gonna carry you like a mile, and then here you go." I still love that they're like, yeah. "You found my friend. I, oh, it's my friend," and they're all happy. So. I don't know, but it's sure, it's maybe yeah. riding a line a couple of times. Yeah, we're just like, really? Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. go over there. There's not even a puzzle. It's just all right. Those ones in particular, like at least they still have the thing where you climb a mountain top or a tree is like, oh, you like there's a core up there. So at least it kind of feels like there was some reason to do it. Sure. The ones where it's literally just like my friends down that hill. It's like, well, then roll your fat ass down there. What do you want me to do for you? Carry me, peon. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of yeah, rude exactly. about it. But anyway. and then you just strap them to a rocket or a crucifix, as people have been. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess there's weird ways you can treat a korok, but I've been nice to them thus far. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It it whatever. It's big. It's the fast selling Nintendo game ever, or something. So. What do what does my take matter? But eh. <laughs> well, it's definitely one of those things that like if you were pretty cold on Breath of the Wild, it's still a hard sell because yeah, because it's just like oh, so we much. nailed it in Breath of the Wild, so we're just gonna iterate on that. And it's like ah, I kind of didn't like five things about it, and four of them are still here or whatever. So eh, yeah, eh. sure. Uh, instead, I've been playing. Makes sense hot rpg sequel you know fourth in a classic franchise from the 90s everybody knows what i'm talking about yeah. fallout 4 hot new game yeah <laughs> so, uh-huh yeah uh 50, How do you feel 57 about user reviews on metacritic people hate this game uh i don't i i enjoy it i'm i'm enjoying it for the most part uh it's sure it's like guns skyrim but real janky sometimes but I knew that, yeah. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. Um, and you know, there's some good writing and some fun monsters, and I, yeah, it, it. I I'm having a pretty good time, but it's been a long time since I played a Fallout game. Uh, probably a decade sure. and change. I think New Vegas, maybe. Like I don't think I've touched it since then. Oh wow. So yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's pretty good. I, I did end up getting entangled in DLC like way earlier than I intended. Uh, just they don't really distinguish for you until you're in it. So it's just like, hey, this person wants to talk to you way up here. And you're like, okay. All right, we're going to Maine. We're going to Far Harbor, baby. And it's like, oh, oh man, I'm supposed to rescue my son. He was, all right, whatever. I'll just do this for 25 hours and like navigate this like radioactive fog island and broker peace between these three factions and whatever it just felt like my head cannon for my character was just like why am i doing any of this right now this makes no sense but it is definitely like the worst fallout game for that because the other ones are kind of just like you the thing happens and you exit the vault and you're kind of exploring this one has kind of like a reason why your character should be in a rush to do the thing yeah like an emotional connection to it but like i at least learned a couple things a bunch of tape or something i at least learned a few things before i like kept went down that path so it's not like oh no there's like a swaddling baby somewhere and i'm just not giving a crap about that i just left i'm the worst mother it's like no 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 
they've grown up and I know that. So I don't know where the Institute took them or something that sucks. But this island's going to explode if I don't solve it. <laughs> was kind of my justification. So I stayed up there in sure. fog world yeah. and dealt with all that. Um, kind of nice to get back to Boston after that, though. There's just not an ever present radioactive threat always yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah i uh, if you like fallout you should play it if you don't don't it's it's bad yeah sometimes i, I don't know well i it's i did end up in there a, definitely was a lot of hate for that game that when I, it came I kind out, of yeah. don't understand in some ways yeah i'm kind of wondering if i'm able to just like hardware past that pro- those problems now like eight years later there's one issue I have where it just loads funny when I'm going to the main map. And the solve, I thought, was like various things. Everybody has their own solution. Uh, for me, it's just alt-tab out of the game, open it again, and the game remembers, oh, yeah, this shouldn't take long, and then you're there. And it, it loaded the open world for you. It's really stupid. But Bethesda, I don't know. Yeah. Starfield in store soon. Yeah. Will it be that? <laughs> so... I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I'm in. Like, I'm in on Starfield already because I I play these games. And if I don't like it, after a while, I'll just bounce out and I feel okay about the time I did have that I enjoyed in them. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish Fallout 4, like, for instance. Or 76. Yeah, 76 was the one I never heard great stuff about. I guess it turned a corner at some point. It must have or it wouldn't have continued to exist. Yeah, they, um, they added characters and stories. Go figure. That's kind oh, of a weird. thing people wanted. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, characters and stories are probably the best thing about it. Uh, I do like shooting stuff yeah. to some extent, like big handguns and whatever. Uh, it's nice knowing there's no level cap, so it's just like, oh, whatever, just choose whatever perk. It doesn't matter. You can get all of them if you play long enough, so I'm not, like, sweating those decisions too much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, hey, sorry, I was faking everybody out, swerving everybody with this RPG talk. Obviously, the real fourth sequel that matters this week uh, has to do with no. Hell Demons. And I didn't play it, so, Paul, I'm passing the God damn it <laughs> over here. What? Yeah. No, I, well, okay. Listen, you did play it. You played the beta, and I'm here to tell you that if you like that, you should just pick this up because it's more of that forever. That's what it is. Like, that was the perfect slice of what you're going to be doing. Is Melee viable now? <laughs> or did they tweak yes. it? Yes. Okay. Apparently, well, apparently Barbarian, by the time the game came out, was so strong that they had to nerf it multiple times because it was doing just stupid amount of damage. <laughs> so Oh, so they, they, they went too far the other way for the beta, and now it's found a yeah. better spot. Okay. Um, and apparently Druid in the late game is incredible as well now. So that's cool. I, like, that's I was enjoying Druid. That was my main time in the in the beta. So, yeah. You can turn into a bear yeah. person like Bjorn in uh, The Hobbit, if you've ever yep. read that. Or Wild Shape for those D&D nuts out there, you know, in that new movie. True. Yeah. Did you see I, that? Yeah, I, I did see that movie. Yeah, I there's did. so much yeah. Wild Shaping. It was, it was fun. But... Anyway. It's fun. That was a fun movie. Yeah. Even though, uh, wh- which Chris is at? Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pine melting 
is going to haunt my dreams forever. That was some great <laughs> stuff. That was that was quality yeah, chicanery really right there. Um, yeah, really good. If you know, you know. Um, so yeah, Diablo Four. I'm playing a necromancer, and uh, it's been super fun. I've been having a good time with it. I think I that's what I played like... as in three. So, like, is it you have a big army oh, so you... of skeletons and monsters helping you? Yeah. The Necromancer didn't come out in 3 until years later. Yeah, that that's the DLC thing. Later version I have or whatever, so yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, similar thing. Uh I have a little army of dudes. Uh I think currently I can summon four warriors, uh five mages because I have a perk on one of my things that allows me to summon two mages more and uh Right now, I'm using an iron golem as like my golem. What what a uh, well. difficulty did you go with for your first run through? Oh, the highest I could. So two, I think nightmare two, whatever they call it. And then I just found out the other night that until I beat the campaign, because I've been doing side stuff and like campaign when I want to, so I haven't finished the campaign, but I can't upgrade to nightmare level three or whatever the fuck it's called until i finish the campaign so now i gotta mainline that shit so i can get better loot it's like new game plus kind of rollover and then better things yeah it's like just making the world more difficult which is uh i guess kind of a new wish standard thing that these types of games do where you can kind of make everything harder for yourself and then they drop better loot yeah, I guess I've done this wrong with all my time with this genre. Is just like, ah, I'm not. I haven't played a lot of these, so I should probably set it at normal or something. And it's just like, this is right. brain dead easy. Like I'm falling asleep over here, uh, especially Diablo right. three. So I think at some point I I cranked yeah. it up mid game or something because it, it it just it just made anti climaxes happen all the time you'd have like a demon or something just like taunting you and be like oh when you get to the bottom of this dungeon you're going to get smoked and then he's dead during his first like line of dialogue yeah. or whatever so okay yeah i guess if you feel remotely competent at games maybe try higher levels i don't know yeah i i i mean i personally would say that if you've like played this type of game before and you you don't mind paying a little more attention than normal than you would like brain dead easy like you said you should always just go for two the default harder difficulty in the beginning because yes the easier one is kind of meant for you to brain dead see your way through the campaign or for people that don't play games much to have a decent time uh the other one is kind of tailored for like every fight should feel kind of like you did something even even if it's not very hard it still is going to require you to press like at least two buttons instead of just like or at least like think what attacks would work better against this guy or whatever like yes a little more effort in than just engage with the mechanics a little bit more yeah yeah uh does it still function as a podcast game at higher difficulties because that's my favorite thing about diablo totally okay it's so much side stuff and everything scales to your level right so no matter what you're always going to have like something you're going to have a check mark or a checkbox to mark off to do something okay so it's perfect for that you don't really have to think too much but yeah i guess unlike last time around this one's launching day and date console and pc right so that's yeah that's a little did, bit yeah. of an interest like 
I wonder how radically different the HUD and everything and the menus look, because that was the big striking difference between console and PC when I was experimenting so with So one of the things... One of the things I think is a little bit annoying with this game's UI on PC is that I feel like it's a little more basic to make it so that, like, it's on par with console. Like, I don't like that I can only have basically four button abilities and two click abilities when I have a keyboard that I should theoretically be able to have ten, like, abilities on my hotbar and then the click abilities, right? Yeah, that is a little weird. Okay. Yeah. But, like, I think it's also just part of Blizzard, what Blizzard does, where they take an idea and they kind of pare it down into an easier-to-digest thing and then do a bunch of, like, passive stuff with that. Is there, like, cross-platform PvP or anything in this? Like Yes. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I haven't done any PvP yet, but I would assume so. Yeah. Just, just, you know, if they want to even the playing ground a little bit there. So it's not just like, oh, well, this guy over here on PC has so many more spells at the ready. This isn't fair at all. But, right. yeah, it is a little yeah, weird to y- yoke those together. But, all right. But, like... I don't know if you've played, like, Kingdoms of Amalur or, like, RPG-type stuff on console. They had ways that you could, like, hold down L2 or R2, and then the face buttons gave you another set of things. I think Dragon's Dogma even does this. You can have more than four abilities. You can map with a controller. Hold LB or something, and it brings up a bigger circle or something. Yeah. So the fact that there aren't, like, six to eight, it seems weird to me, but which it makes me kind of think that it is blizzard wanting to streamline it more than it is a like necessity for parody but who knows okay um you kind of like immortals right you're one of the people that thought that was okay i love diablo immortal i think it's great until you get to the part where they clearly just want you to pay for it okay there is a part in that game where you get to it and they're like Yo, if you don't want to spend 200 hours every week or every season doing this, you're going to give us like 20 bucks every every season. How about that? And I'm like, no. And that's when I uninstalled. Okay. Yeah. How, how does it that compare in how it how it functions, you know? Like, is there similar? Oh, this is a real game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, cool. This is a real game that you pay money for. They give you content and they give you good loot drops and they give you a lot of mechanics you can play with and... The amazing cinematics, great world, all of that stuff. Like, it's all there for the money. Where Diablo Immortal was very much, what can you attack and, like, pretend like you're getting loot that you can, like, maybe pay for an upgrade later? All right, here's a dumb thought. It's going to lose all credibility with the PC gaming crowd, but I'm okay with that. I've been, like, tempted by the Xbox version, even though I know it's inferior to our machine. That doesn't make sense, right? Uh, So... No, you should do it. Okay. You okay. Should, if you want to buy this on console, you 100% should. Well, my other question was, can I just plug a controller into the PC version and I'll actually know what I'm doing and think that's cool? You absolutely can, and it feels very good. Okay. The controller feels fantastic See, on PC as well. See, th- because this was my hope with, like, the Torchlight Steam version or something after the Xbox version came out. I was like, oh, surely this is just in here now. And it's like, no, they had to like redesign the whole game. That's its own like skew or whatever. You can't just have that. Uh, so I was grumpy about it, but eventually I got into the mouse and keyboard business there. Uh, but if if I can live both worlds, like better graphics and you a can. controller, 
then I think the... And the ability to go to keyboard and mouse if you want to in some parts and then go... It's on the fly. You can do whatever you want in that. Wow, such up. luxury. That's that's the Activision Blizzard promise is so much money is going to be spent. To be honest with you, this is, a, this is one of the first games this year that I felt like, oh, this is a AAA game that I paid $96 Canadian for and I'm fine with it because this is working flawlessly on my machine and it plays great. Like that, Great. There this is go. what AAA should be. The the beta even AAA was pretty deluxe so looking bad. sometimes. So, uh, what do you mean, yeah. Redfall, dude? That looked awesome. There's like vampires. Uh, I no, I wasn't even talking about <laughs> Redfall. I was talking about like <laughs> so many other things. But yeah, that's one of them, I guess. Okay. Atomic Heart. Every game has micro stutter. Why does every game have micro? Why can't anybody put out a PC port? Jesus. We've. I don't know. <laughs> We've regressed a, crazy a while, a, at we least have. a decade, because there was an era there in like 2011 where it's like, man, PC ports are awesome, and then that went away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh well. It really did. All right. So Diablo IV, uh, Lilith is out there wrecking stuff. Of course, everybody in New York City was laughing their asses off at the smoky skies, you know with the hell stuff they're like oh this is yep. great i'm sure they were laughing oh blizzard lit a forest on fire in ontario just for this bit that's so funny i do so it's so i i'll save for the listeners because they might not know if you're joking or whatever blizzard actually had to come out and put out a pr thing saying we have no involvement with the forest fires because people are so stupid <laughs> that some people thought it was in fact a publicity stunt that's horrible that's weird because yeah I, obviously there people was the jokes dumb. of just like haha great job diablo yeah. or whatever but it's like no I, there wasn't actual eco-terrorism <laughs> behind this it was just you know humans and yeah. the climate change and whatever Bernie Sanders has been telling us about this for years, so it's all all your fault out there, especially you. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> the, the only thing that people remember about Bernie Sanders is that picture of him on a bench huddled up with a coat. Oh, with mittens. the mittens? So, yeah. Well, uh, there's also his meme yeah. where it's like, I'm once again asking you for your support or whatever. So, you know, all the Bernie San Sanders <laughs> right. classics. But, okay. Diablo... Yeah weird hand running it's great what what's this other game you've great. been playing i don't i don't even know what this is uh, it's, it's so shout out to homebody people need to know about homebody the greatest horror game to come out in 2023 that's probably not true but listen listen resident uh, evil 4 not remake get out of here you piece <laughs> of trash yeah get the fuck out like i yeah, i watched exactly. the crowd video you changed all the sounds and the audio you made it less scary Homebody, that's you the can't look at one. the panties anymore. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Ashley just isn't who she used to be. But homebody, <laughs> this is is it a body horror game? It sounds body, you know, uh, a little bit. So, homebody, you play a character that is at a cabin or like a house um, with her friends. They do this every year to watch the star, like the. There's a star shower or whatever that happens, a meteor shower or something like oh, this. Oh, okay, right? okay. Shooting so, stars. This is happening at... Shooting stars, yeah. This is happening on a night that they're getting together. And uh, some of them are acting weird at first when you first get in there. And then at some point, something happens and the day resets. 
So what this game is, is it's horror Groundhog Day, <gasps> where you have to find your way through to stop the resetting with a bunch of, like, weird sh mysteries and shit that happen in it. It's a lot of puzzles, a lot of uh, escape room type stuff, and so, uh, it's super cool. kind of like Twilight Zone horror, or like Happy Death Day, where there's a murder man and he's gonna get you, or, you know, something like that. Or is it more um, existential? A little bit of both, honestly. Okay. It's, it's. I mean, this isn't really much of a spoiler because you'll pick up on it. Most of the stuff that happens in here is an allegory for either a paranormal world, something or other, maybe some mental illness stuff. In fact, I'll just give a trigger warning, I guess. There is, like, pretty realistic, like, mental illness stuff going on in here that could be... Like, oh, I rec I've recognized people with some of these traits and stuff. Just just be careful. Just know that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's some fucked up shit going on well, here. Well, I will say this is the most tense I've been in a horror game in a long time playing it. What, what's the format? Is it uh, side-scrolling, first-person, third-person, ISO? Like, what are... It is a uh, static camera angle, third-person clock tower like point and click uh, okay. where you're moving around an environment like almost like an adventure game or something horror adventure game yeah it does sound like clock tower i guess okay um yeah. so the thing though is that like because it's groundhog day you know that oh, yeah. there's a clock in the right like that says the time and you learn that certain things happen at certain times so there's always this like dread that you have as it's getting closer to the thing and you're like i need to make sure this is done and then this is done and then that list gets longer and uh every time you die it's not just like a necessarily oh you start over again there's kind of a thing like a scene that happens of you like maybe regaining some memory or like a dream thing that happens that's kind of explaining what's going on a little bit so you're getting bits of story in between deaths which makes it so I found myself a lot of times after I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I figured out the puzzle. Now I just need to do it tomorrow because I don't have time to do everything I need. Let's go hug the dude that's going to kill me or whatever. Or let's go hug this thing or let's go into this room that's going to kill me um, so that I can get some story and get kind of a clean slate. Like, it's great. The way this is set out is fantastic. I think it's really, really good and more people need to know about it. That sounds kind of Outer wildsy with that, but I guess that's a different way how that plays. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it... Okay. Overused stuff and everything. Yeah. But, you know, you're dying, it's resetting. Roguelike? Yeah. Like? Or not really? No. Returnal-ish? Because... Okay. Roguelite-esque in the fact that you have kind of like a menu of your quote-unquote memories and what that is is basically just like when you see the solution to a puzzle or something that's important it'll go there so that it's kind of written down for you for the next loop to like okay. make sure that you have that information so you don't have to go see it again it's kind of like the 999 or something then like the nonary games you know yeah but like not yeah not as like it's pretty it's a pretty big part of it i would say of oh, okay. This game is like you getting that information for the next loop and then like just having it or whatever. So you can 
do the thing you need to do next time more efficiently and quickly so that you can get a little bit further. I guess it. since you've said clock tower, I'm just imagining like PS one or whatever, like old looking. What is the visual style? Like a the look of it? Yeah. PS two ish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so that... older, but uh, yeah, it's fun. Okay. So homebody time loop horror game Groundhog Day. Tons of Bill Murray jokes. Lots of puzzles. Puzzles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of story and character like talking to each other. A lot of dialogue too. It's very dialogue heavy and reading and stuff like that. So not. I don't know. Not I think it's fantastic. Or not voice acted. No. Okay. So you need to use your imagination. It's like. Uh, yeah, yes. That's fine. That's that's how. It... I think it's like twenty bucks too. Okay. But it's one of those like it's one of those hidden gems that I think people should try out. Okay. Uh yeah. All right, that's that's the games we played, I think. Um, that's the game. So what are some games we could play in the future? Um well, I can tell you, but I, so. I, I don't want to ruin the whole thing. So Summer Games Fest started today. I watched the the big show. Uh Paul hasn't and he still wants some of that magic. He wants some of the Jeff Keeley magic to be spread around the way it was meant to be seen. So I'm going to vaguely sure. talk about a couple points. I won't bring up everything because I don't want to I want to be a spoiler of game gaming excitement. You know, that's that's just mean. Um, so, OK, I'll ask you a, just yeah. a base question. Is there any one specific thing that you're like, oh, Paul's going to lose his shit when he sees this thing? Is there a, one of those? Or are they all kind of like, yeah, you'll probably like this, but nothing like crazy. Uh, one one thing I I I don't know. It kind of tied to some of our indie podcasting history in a way. I was surprised by, um, and I don't think it's saying too many crazy spoilery things. It's just Cart Life is coming back. Okay. Uh, Richard Hoffmeyer. Oh, we knew that already. Okay. I actually <laughs> took a moment a few episodes back to just be like. Shout out to Richard Hoffmeyer, who's coming back on the scene. And uh, I don't know if he is, though. I think yeah. he's just allowed his game to be ported. Like, I'm pretty sure no, that dude... He's, no, he's working with him on it. I've oh, talked with him. Okay, he is not interviewed in yeah. this reveal. I thought it was going to be like, he had a nervous breakdown and he's done. <laughs> but if we're, we're going to enshrine his game or whatever. Uh, that dude... Actually, like you and I can talk a little bit about him because yeah. you have more of a frame of reference. I, I felt when bad because I, I was, was like, kind of... did we contribute to like overwhelming that guy with like too many people coming out of the woodwork to talk to him, and he like had to go sit? In yeah, the was cave. that our pro- did <laughs> we tip did the scale? Signal boots him to millions. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that, but just like part of the wave of like over attention or something. You know, uh, people are phoning so, me from Canada. I, I've this actually is weird, been... but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've actually been talking with him on and off for the last few years during his like uh, waste end. That dude is one of the most interesting game developers I think out there. He was for a while f- doing forest fighting or forest firefighting. He was part of the. F- uh, it, remember in Portland there was like a big, I think in Portland the Midwest a few years back maybe twenty sixteen or seventeen. Okay, there's just like. A bunch of forest fires. He joined up to like do that stuff. He was a firefighter for a while. That dude has a lot of. We- he was like a. a pe- I don't want to talk too out of key, but I think he was just homeless and a bum for a while by choice. He was just kind of like. 
Well, he's, studi- he's studying for his next game. Like, how do you better realize Cart Life 2? Now, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was almost like that game was like a pseudo documentary or something. Like, he immersed himself in the street yeah. life to, to like better realize it or something. That is a depressing video game, yeah. but it's weird that it hasn't yeah. been around for a while. So, it's cool. It's back. Um,. Okay. Yeah, I'm stoked. I I was so happy to hear that he's back doing. Uh, he's working with people. It's not. It's not just solo. Yeah, they they had someone from so like the true. team that's porting it, talking about it instead. So I was like, oh, are we gonna see Richard Hoffmeyer? And it's like, no, he's he's not. He's not gonna be. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But anyway, uh, yeah. this one is two known quantities. I was just dismayed as like a big Alan Wake fan that that game comes out okay. the exact same week as Spider Man Two. Uh, which is just like, yeah. dude, you're gonna bulldoze my thing. Please don't, you know. Like, I can't, I, know. I can't fault the kids for being more excited about the Spider-Man, but man, <laughs> that really sucks. Um, I, I hope they can it coexist. Really They're very different. They're very different things. But I don't know. Like, yeah, this late October rush is gonna happen, and I, I know what's gonna win that fight. So. Yeah, poor Alan Wake. Me too. Yeah, it's, yeah. I was gonna say it's definitely Spider Man for me too, because like I'm waiting with bated breath for Spider Man. But also, Alan Wake Two looks really scary in a way that Alan Wake One wasn't, and it's hilarious to me because Sean is scared now because he's he knows he's gonna want to play that game, but he doesn't do horror, so he's yeah nervous about how no bad Sam it Sam Lake was there and he said like this is our first survival horror game and I was like uh, I mean yeah I guess like Alan Wake One was kind of that, but I guess they're like no 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 that wasn't anything <laughs> this is this is gonna be way right. more gnarly it's like all right I couldn't quite tell from the footage I I feel like they're still aiming for a teen rating. But I don't know that, you know, right. like that. It was just sure. how this this one enemy was getting shot up and stuff like he's still kind of a shadow man. But then there was like damage decals on him. So it's like, I, I don't know. How does how is the oh. ESRB going to feel about that? But I guess we'll we'll sure. find out. Um, OK, and this this is more just a general observation from the gauntlet of trailers and stuff. There are so many yeah. medieval action games coming out like magic and swords Weird. and like help like big shields and helmets and i was like what is there like some sort of gold rush because of FromSoft? like who signaled that this was the thing it's like there's a glut now oh. of just everybody's got some spin on big maces and axes and swords and i was like this is like three too many now this is too many but i guess wow if you watch the show, just just see how you feel about that. I felt there was at least like five high profile games that were like short swords and shields. That that guy's got a big helmet. Like just I I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, and finally, Day uh-huh. of the Devs. Uh, they announced the Indie Mega Booth is coming back to Paxes. and oh, yeah. stuff like okay. that. Which uh, I guess it was gone during the COVID times. So just to you know, that makes sense. When we yeah. were going to those shows frequently, that was like a big staple of, you know, they, they shouted out some like favorites of years past, including uh, Papers, Please. I was like, oh, yeah, I was there. I got my passport. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another guy we talked to. That's right. It's weird how many like prominent indie devs we actually were able to talk to. <laughs> 
it's it's true yeah in hindsight it's uh and you maintain better contact with some of those people right like had beers and things yeah i i met up with lucas uh pope in japan when i went and we had dinner together and hung out for a bit there you go um and then there, it was there's the first just... time i got exactly what i wanted because he can speak japanese and i can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got like some orange soda or something instead of orange juice <laughs> and i was just like that's fine yeah. that's that's fine i'll drink it yeah i i i I, I, I walked okay up to it. you and just assumed you would know for some reason i'm really sorry so uh <laughs> i okay this is another one where it's like this this cat's out of the bag like the dead by daylight nicholas cage thing yeah, yeah. That is known. Yeah. Uh-huh. The thing that was exciting about it is the man himself was there talking about it. Uh but okay. I, I feel That's like good. I feel like Dead by Daylight kind of did him dirty because then they show this gameplay footage and it looks so stiff and bad. <laughs> like it was just like <laughs> after the hype of having him there, and then it's just like, is he did he do dialogue for the game? Like you see a character model of him just kind of stone faced running around doing stuff. But there's there's no zip to it. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit of a shame, but it was neat seeing him walk out and be all excited about video games for a minute. So, what whatever. Uh, sure. And whatever. I don't know. There's one thing on here that might butter your bread a little bit that you might think is really cool. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool, but I'll keep that as a okay. little secret. Like Jeff Keighley can lay on you when you watch it. So yeah okay that's that's the can i like send you a text or something and be like yep that was dope when uh i see it yeah if, if, I'll confirm. if something makes you feel like that was dope text me what it was and then i'll see if my guess is any see good. if it was yeah okay um there's a lot more summer's game fest co- shit coming too you're just talking about the first i'm just talking stuff. about kind of the big uh two hour press conferencey type thing uh yeah e3-esque i guess in its format but uh key three yeah but then with ads like just like hey the samsung tv can play halo what and then okay great oh shit yeah yeah (laughs) you don't even need a console (laughs) it's like all right i don't have a samsung tv but cool anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh are you gonna watch uh the other stuff I might, yeah, it was a fun, like, I mean, hey, there's no uh, electronic expo of any other kind this year, uh, yeah. and, you know, decade plus of having an appetite for that stuff, so 20 years, I think, really, since I started paying attention, so, yeah, I, I'll probably look at that. Oh, Mortal Kombat was there. Uh, it, it looks cool. Nice. Yeah. Real yeah. smooth animation. I can't wait for that. Yeah. But, Okay. Summer Games Fest, that's all, that's all I'm going to spoil because, you know, life is meant to be full of surprises. Sure. So that's, uh, that's you <laughs> yeah. know, Jeff's been playing like the show for, for a long time and he's all excited about it. So I'll, I'll let him. Probably a few months. Yeah. 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 Cool. There was no other news, weirdly. Well, there was, but like it was just random stuff that's not very important. I think next week is going to be ridiculous for news. Well, it'll be the aftermath of all of that stuff and all of it. Yeah. Oh man, there's even more questions than when I looked at this last. Oh, you caught me off guard. I was doing notes and things. I was yeah. trying to prepare. A gauntlet of big questions this week. So if you want to send in a question, send send that email over to the top down perspective email, which Paul knows by heart. 
it's yeah it's top 10 perspective at gmail.com catchy uh, you can send it at tdp podcast on twitter you can put it in the discord channel if you're part of the discord which you should be or you can send in something manually to john's p.o box did you hear about what we got in his p.o box last week no i i don't know what so the, yeah a few a few weeks back a weird question came out of nowhere that's just like would you would you put a sticker of one of like your co-hosts on your console or whatever like a faceplate okay uh, for like money or whatever and the others were like eh maybe i don't know maybe not i was like fuck yeah i don't give a shit about my console like I'll, for money i'll do that for sure somebody sent in a sticker picture of sean on a motorbike and a hundred dollar bill <laughs> so i gotta do that now <laughs> like our hundred like board in or whatever like canadian yeah. Okay. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, all right. I'm definitely gonna do that. How big is the sticker? Trying to call my bluff, like, a, like it's gonna take up the whole back of the It's a circle in my brain specifically. Oh, weird. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I guess I'll pose that question to you first. Would you put a sticker of me, John, or or Sean on your Switch for a hundred dollars? Oh man, like. I, I, that's such an odd, like, it does, do they get to choose the console? Because it's like, well, I have a bunch of consoles. I could just throw it, like, I'm looking at a PS3 right now, but does that I guess, count? Yeah, I guess they would get to. Okay. I guess they would get to. I, oh, I, maybe it was Switch specifically. I don't remember the question. It might have been Switch specifically. Yeah, if it's Switch specifically, mode, I can't make that promise because it's basically Britney's plan and all the time. I don't want her to have to deal with that. <laughs> so in this conditions, no, uh-huh. I, I would say no. I can't. I apologize to everybody okay. whose that's face fair. could that's be fair. on a sticker. Plus, in my brain, it was like a pog-sized little circle. And it's like, oh, sure, that's fun. Just put that on your Xbox. No, it's or a something. picture that's gonna take up the whole back of the Switch, like a faceplate. Eh. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to pass. I'm sorry. It's just too. That's kind of great, though, right? It's like, kind of great. Kinda hilarious. Sure. <laughs> I hope it doesn't impact oh, its ability so to dumb. go into the dock or anything, but that should be fine. Should be fine. Yeah, it should be fine. I don't know. I guess. I guess we'll find out. Or you'll just see how it's uh, wearing anyways, down yes. the sticker as you put it in and whatnot so oh yeah if it's just gonna there's just gonna be like a weird streak against sean's face or something, something. yeah like, you gotta be careful with your yeah. maybe put like a transparent coating over it to keep it preserved <laughs> yeah for it just to keep it forever yeah yeah exactly yeah it might not be a bad idea all right let's uh start questions off with a question from uh ahiave server I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, I remember I did. they've told me before. How I didn't to. see this question before I saw it. This this one's shooting from the hip. Yeah. So from Ahiave, uh, what are some of your proudest feats related to games? Could be something you did in a game, something you did in real life involving a cartridge. It could be anything. It could even be a boat. Nice little joke callback there. What? What's the? Is that like game boat? Is that alluding to the famous game boat connect accessory? No, it's. It's the, uh, that family guy quote of, uh, do you want the boat or the box? The boat's a boat, but the box could be anything. It could even be a boat or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's that. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. Okay. Classic. It's classic. 
Uh, what are some of your proud... Okay, the the first thing that came to mind isn't even that great or anything. It was just the circumstances. I was fighting the Nameless King in Dark Souls 3, and it was a real yeah. close one. Like It was like one hit would kill me, and he still had a lot left, and I was able to just parry things and not get hit for a weird amount of time. So yeah. I was like, dude... That I couldn't do that again if I wanted to. Like that was really fortuitous, but I was happy to drop that yeah. guy. So I I did kind of the Michael Jordan like jump, you know, and that shot he hit in Cleveland, and then he did the big thing. I did that with nobody around oh. by myself. <laughs> I thought, so I thought you were gonna say you know that shot he did in Space Jam where his arms stretched across. Yeah, that was the one. It's it's a dunk shot. They used to call it that, but yeah, my arm stretched. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just the big jump celebration. I, I couldn't help myself because uh, it was low yeah. percentage odds of that happening. Um, getting a sure. cartridge to what? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. What what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I don't know. There's probably something like that where you just like clutch something out. Like there's been a few times where you're the like the last dude on your team and counter-strike or rainbow six siege or something and you like kill the rest of the team yeah like there's definitely like like fleeting moments of counter-strike where you came through or something but then so many more where you don't (laughs) so i'm trying to totally it's like oh man i got that guy with the deagle and office or whatever and actually we won but then there was the 37 other times where a guy knifed me or something so (laughs) but yeah. yeah Uh, that's Counter Strike Source. To be clear, I'm old and I don't like uh, Go is too fast. And two just came out. I don't way too fast. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't have any great um, cartridge. Uh, you know, like I blew in a cartridge and it worked first time. <laughs> that's the, you know, boom. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hitting like a minor goal in speedrunning a game is super satisfying. Like, one of the first ones was I want to be able to beat Resident Evil 1 in less than 55 minutes or something like that. Mm. So, like, hitting that was good. Uh, Trying to catch up to Homer, I'm 3D Homer, in that stupid Spider-Man game on SNES to kind of, like, be the other person that speedruns that. And getting, like, sub-18 minutes in that was, like... Okay, there we go. A nice second place that I'm probably never gonna bother. Like going that's back a respectable time in. kind of thing. Yeah, because like it's only me, him, and like one other person. But that one other person had like an 18 minute or something like that, and I was at like 22 minutes, and I was like, I can't let this rando be the one that's like not. Like, we have to be owning the top of the board for this <laughs> okay. game. So. I gotta go cut four minutes out of this. Uh, okay. Uh, making sure that I could do DuckTales on the NES in under eight minutes was enough. Like, there's... When I look at the boards and seeing, like, what is a respectable time, even if it's, like, a hundred down because so many people run it, just being able to hit that kind of, like, minimum is always really satisfying of, like, okay, I'm part of, like the crowd of people that can beat the game and the time limit that you should be able to beat the game and to be on here. Oh man, you've actually stirred a memory of like, I got weirdly competitive about the Puyan leaderboards in game room. I was yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah sure. I'm, I'm, Oh, I got top three or whatever. Like I was playing Puyan with no music. Like it was a horrible port. Just 
over and over again to try to get climb up to that board. Uh, and you did play a lot of Puyan. I think it got I to remember. a point where, yeah, like if I sit down and play Puyan, it takes like half an hour, which is good, good money value at an arcade or something. But it really annoyed that guy in Osaka. He was like, we're closing. You got to get out of here. And it's like, dude, man, I'm so, all right. So is it you that got weirdly into the Popeye game for a while, too? I like the Popeye game, but I think that's because I grew up with it. I, I didn't get way into it, so oh. that might be somebody else. Okay. Uh, I, I grew up with a port of that game, though, so that's weird that you bring it up. But, you know, it's Nintendo. They, they were going to do – they had big Popeye plans. So, yeah. Um, um, have you it, ever considered or wanted to speedrun something? Like legitimately sit down with like a for a weekend and see how fast you could get yourself? Oh, man. There there was like a brief period where I, I was watching like Far Cry 2 runs and thinking those were really cool. Uh, and it's like I like this okay. game. I could play this game, and it's like no, I suck at this. Like I, this is there's a stupid amount of RNG in a Far Cry Two run. <laughs> there's there's some weird stuff, it's but this crazy. guy this guy had some great like you know, oh I'm just gonna get a oh what is that mortar cannon or something from like way far away. Just really weird easy solves to certain missions or whatever. It's just like why is he going up there? It's right. like oh you can just kill this guy from here. If you just like look at this tree and aim up at this angle or something, it's like, all right, whatever. This guy's got it down. Uh, so yeah, I just tip my hat to that guy. And then briefly, when like glitch run stuff for Mario 64 came out, I like videotaped myself trying to get 16 or whatever and glitch through the door and everything. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, just I, have, that was I also have a 16 star run. And learned that run. Learning the 16 star route in Mario 64 made me actually like that game because I've always fucking hated Mario 64. But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I learning it has yeah. forced me to interact with the mechanics for that game and learn them to a point where I can play it now. Probably. Yeah, I think 3D All Stars coming out kind of made me go like, oh, this is kind of dope. Like I got all 120 or whatever. I was playing it again on the kind of expansion pass or whatever. Um. Right. It's pretty good. Like people weren't crazy 27 years ago when they they were really excited about that game. <laughs> so yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, uh, should I read this next one? It's a big one. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, Let's do it. Like you better write down some answers. This is a big one. Uh, Rasterman Seven oh. writes in. Uh, you are tasked to choose five to ten video game genres <laughs> and recommend a game from them that would serve as a good enough introduction for someone who isn't familiar with it or video games in general. It's a bit of a thought exercise. Um, what are your choices? For example, Super Mario World for 2D platformers, Hitman for stealth, Astro's Playroom for 3D, etc. Bonus, try to think now okay. of games that would scare people away instead, like a bad example. You know, like this is a hard intro course. Uh, you can keep your genre choices okay. if you want. There's so many genres. I wrote down like eight, and I have stuff here, but... You wrote down eight? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I was going to say, like, do we need to write down a bunch? Here, why don't we do this? Uh, whoever's listening live in the Twitch chat right now, throw out, like, two. Like, two just genres? Every, every, everybody throw out a genre, and uh, I'll pick two of them from there. And then we'll go with your eight. Okay. As well. And then we'll have the ten. Yeah, some of, some okay, of these so hopefully will just one? prompt discussions. Okay, so action game, my, like, maybe everybody could enjoy it. Maybe. But I wasn't sure was Control because okay. I really like it. Uh, it's a bit daunting, so, but action, 
yeah. action's pretty broad. Like, did we want to pare that down to something more specific? In my that... head, this was kind of third person action because my counter example, okay. my like too tough to enjoy is Dead Rising. <laughs> it's not. It's not a good intro sure. to third person action e- excitement. Because of the time limits and the weird quality of life stuff that wasn't there. Um, but yeah. Control, I'm not sure uh, about. Just because. also said third person shooter. So that's kind of the same. Yeah, I would third. Say. Ah, kind of. I, I would say Dead Rising is more melee, kind of. but it has shooting in it. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Control, I just really, really enjoyed when I replayed it, like in the last year. Um, so I'd like more people to experience it, but I found the combat annoying until I was just using telekinesis to kill everything, and then it was way easier. Uh, so that would just be with that addendum of just like, don't shoot stuff, throw stuff, and then you'll have a good time. <laughs> but anyway. Sure. Um, control's not a bad choice. How do we feel about... Like one of the Batman games, yeah. Arkham something, Arkham well, Asylum probably. That's the thing. Yeah, I wonder if Asylum is still the most like limited, but that helps you focus on what's good about it, kind of thing. It doesn't sprawl yeah, out because like I think so. once it got to like open world games, people seem to not like those. Some like there's a percentage of people are just like, oh, it's open world game. There's too many choices. I don't like it. Whereas Arkham Asylum is pretty straightforward. Um. Although I haven't played yeah. it in a long time, I, I hope it holds up. It was fun then, but uh, yeah, I haven't played it in a long time either. And that mm. Killer Croc part okay. wasn't that bad. Like it, it was okay. Yeah, no, of course. Like, come of on. course it wasn't. It was fine. Yeah. Um, okay, what's your next one? Next genre I wrote down is platformer, um, and I wrote down Mario Brothers three as a good, solid one for that. So. Can I split this and say 2D platformer and 3D for another genre? Yeah, I mean, Astro's Playroom was the 3D. Uh, I just didn't have a great 3D platforming example, so, yeah. Okay, we'll just say platformer then. So, yeah, it's a Mario game. 100% it is. That's what they do. That's their thing. I mean, yeah, Rasterman already said Super Mario World, which is probably a really great answer. Um, Mario Maker 2, I was Mario 3 thinking about because it has all sorts of stuff in it, but you could get some really crappy stuff too. <laughs> so it's it's not as polished an experience. What if we talk? What if we talk about a world where Mario doesn't exist? Like that seems like an easy answer. Let's just strike that. All right. So platform? Mario didn't happen. Or the person that we're saying, yeah, it doesn't happen. Oh man, I might I might pivot all the way over to like Super Metroid at that point. You know, or platforming. Because it's got a lot of platforming in it, and it's still really good, whereas I just don't like the way, say, a Sonic jumps and runs. It's too fast, too jittery. Sure. You know, I'm not on speed. I can't keep up with him. So I'm just falling into the water over and over, and it's going, and then he drowns, and I just feel bad. So that's kind of... I'm trying to think of other... Or, like, platformers that I can... Like, you were saying DuckTales... Like, there was a Disney era that had, like, really good games, but when I tried to go back as an adult and play, like, Mickey's Magical Quest or something, I was like, holy crap, this game is so hard. Was this an arcade game? Are they trying to steal money from children? Like, what is this? Cuphead is easy compared to this. Like, it was so weird. But, yeah. Yeah, They're pretty bad that way. Like, 
How do we feel about a Donkey Kong game as a platformer? Like the choice? country games? Are they... Yeah, I guess so. I, well, I mean, and we can include... I never played Tropical Freeze, but, like, we can include those other ones. I, I went back to those... Like, I didn't play them a bunch in their day, and it's, like, part of the Super Nintendo kind of expansion pass or whatever, like, the online thing. I thought one was yeah. weirdly hard and two was fun. Like, I would just skip to Diddy's yeah, Conquest okay. or something if you're going to do that. But I'm not an expert. I'm just, like, bad at Donkey Kong games. I've heard the new ones are pretty okay. hard, too, so I don't know. I'm trying to think who's, like, a stellar... I haven't played a Donkey Kong game. ...platforming person that isn't uh, Italian and doesn't have a hat or anything. Like, Rayman, you a know? S- oh, Rayman. Don't those games get weirdly difficult? I'm thinking Origins specifically. Origins I guess has I like special challenges that are very crackerjack timing and stuff. But if you just want to get to the end of the stage, they're pretty straightforward, I think. Um, but if if you want to collect everything and be the best, it's gonna it's gonna bop you around a little bit. So yeah, it's gonna be a contentious idea. What about Super Meat Boy? I actually had Super Meat Boy as my welcome to the big leagues, yo, and then like that was my Is that harsh, a genre that you chose? Harsh interaction or harsh introduction or whatever, where it's just like, what is going okay. on? And it's like, yeah, this game's a little advanced or something. But maybe relative to everything ever, it's not. Like, I wanna be the guy or whatever. But yeah. Or Aben Hawk okay. and the Let's thousand just jump to that spikes, you know. It's tough. Let's just jump to that genre then. So what's it called? Welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> I just I was just saying that as a platforming example, but like tough stuff, I guess. Oh, okay. Like Masso Core, as it was known uh thirteen years ago. Is that one of the genres you wrote down though? That is not one of the genres I wrote down. We're spinning oh, into okay. a tangent. Then forget it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Because yeah, Celeste yeah. would probably be the answer because it has so many things you can turn off, doesn't it? Totally. Yeah. yeah, no. Celeste is actually the answer if we're, you go that route. Like, if in a world that's not Mario, it's Celeste, probably. Whereas you know. my pride, like, wouldn't let me turn on the accessibility stuff. I was like, no, I'm good at games. And then I was just having an angry, angry totally. time. So I was like, all right. It's the same that, like, when there's something weirdly unfair in Mario and it gives you the choice to get, like, like the hey, super suit. Uh, Luigi like, can off. help you out. You can wear this hat. And it's like, no, I'm good at this. Shut up. <laughs> like, I just screwed yeah. up. Leave me alone. Uh, RPG is what, what I had next. How about Braid? How about Braid for a weird platformer that th- it's is really more about puzzly. Thinking through. Yeah. Yeah, it's more puzzly than platformy. It, it's sort thinking. of tipping its hat to Mario stuff, though. Doesn't it start with like a one-one reference? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure there's yeah, just a little remember. guy. It's been a long time. I think it's like there's like a Goomba stand-in, then you jump on him, and then you rewind, and you're like, "What? Mario couldn't do that." Yeah. Um. <sighs> limbo I don't, I don't know let's let's move on from platforming sure. to talk about okay, yeah, yeah, jrpgs totally. and by i guess by rpgs i just mean not action rpgs i'm saying yeah like turn-based japanese style rpgs square enix style yeah. sort of thing from back in the day yes yeah, so you. i know uh, that i know this is a spicy yeah. fandom actually what's your first okay. thought for uh no, what? No, you can't do that after saying spicy. I was like, hey, it's only five hours. It's really good. It's nice and simple. Undertale? Maybe play Undertale it? Undertale is one of the best games ever made. 
honestly. It and it, and it's kind of like an earthbound, but it's like streamlined and there's no crap, you know. I keep trying to play earthbound and it's just like, no, what are you doing? You have to go back and go to sleep and then you can go look at the meteor and it's like what oh. why like shut up yeah uh, although sure. I've, I've heard live alive is good at fixing that kind of stuff like tells you what's going on you know because it's based on an old sure. thing yeah yeah but anyway um so yeah i said undertale and then i know this isn't this isn't actually like a i felt like this one was just so in the otaku nerd weeds that it was persona like i don't think you can start with persona because it's too nerdy it's too... Yeah, no, I don't think so either. It's like being cheeky about the genre, and it has a bunch of characters that might rub you the wrong way if you don't love anime and all of its problems, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, here's yeah. this character that's just going to be dumb. Yeah, that's 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 part of it. That's, that's why we're here, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, the, like, actual answer to this, and it's such a dumb answer because, of course... It's it's Mario again. It's Mario RPG. That's what mo- a lot of kids started off with. It's it's really good. I think it got to the point where I played that game too much that I like experienced deja vu when playing it, <laughs> and it's like I I can't like I'm looking forward to parts that are later and I have to go through this now and that. But if you've never played it, it's really fun, like one time for sure. So I have a bad association with that game. So I mean, I know I that cake and everything it's just screwed up. Um, I'm, I'm surprised you remember for people that don't know, there's a podcast you should go listen to. And it's, uh, it's in the archives it's not safe for work. Yeah. It's not safe for work. Maybe <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't share it with anyone, <laughs> but okay. Uh, adventure game I have, which I was, I was thinking like classic kind of solving puzzles, graphic adventure, text and talking and jokes and stuff um so i kind of had just two two sides of the tim schaefer coin my favorite and one i think is still accessible is day of the tentacle one i think is too that's mine is too deep into like adventure game logic and how that works and weird kind of cumbersome ui and stuff is grim fandango which i do like but there are just like weird puzzles in that game that are not really intuitive I feel Day of the Tentacle has, like, one of those, and Grim Fandango has, like, five, where it's just like, what is this? What are you telling me to do? And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's a puzzle. Like, I had to look up stuff several times to to navigate that one. It's a great game in a lot of respects, but I don't think it's a good introduction. That's, like, once you have an appetite for that kind of stuff, you can you can have that thing and, and have the right patience for it, I guess um yeah my um my answer is probably stray from last year uh for just like an adventure game where you're going around and exploring a world essentially yeah um and more your style or closer to night in the woods probably it's like i played i played really as yeah it's pretty accessible it got really big for the reason that it had some of those things that adventure games do, do that's like a little more streamlined and does it basic. does it have like a crazy number of endings and stuff because like i didn't feel like my conclusion maybe. was really that satisfying but then it's like oh maybe you just d- shouldn't have said that to that guy or whatever it's like, I, don't, I don't know like all right maybe i mean whatever i didn't think that game was that good personally i didn't love it but i think it's probably like a good starting point for that feel of game sure um fighting is what i have next which is not my area of expertise 
I will say. Fighting game? Okay. But uh, sure. Soul Calibur of some measure as an easy one to get into. Huh? Uh, Street Fighter Six right now is probably one of the best ones to get into because of how they streamlined the ability to do combos and stuff with single button pushes, so that people that don't oh, play it's, get these it's games. It's like can the play them. Evo controls or whatever. It's like that Capcom. Yeah, where you like hold, you hold a direction and then push a button to do a thing rather than having to learn how to actually like do a dragon punch and stuff. Okay. And so then people that, like, know how to play fighting games and people that are brand new to them can kind of be on a similar, like, mechanical feel playing foot uh, as each other. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm always just thinking of single-player stuff. I don't actually play against anybody ever. So it's like, oh, you don't need a zeitgeist of people playing it or anything. Just quietly play Soul Calibur on Dreamcast by yourself. Uh, That'll be fun. Okay, if we're talking that... (laughs) Mortal Kombat 9, probably. I still think that's, like, one of the top standards of Mortal Kombat games. I still love it. Yeah. I I, I didn't play 11. Uh, I played 10 and wasn't as into it as 9. I didn't play 11 either. Yeah. 10 um, was good also, but it wasn't as good as 9. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, my bad introduction one was one I tried to get into when I was a, a young man. Uh, Virtual Fighter 4 Evolution. It's like, oh, yeah, that's so sick. And it's so technical and strange, and each character is so different. Uh, I had an okay time trying to be a drunken master or whatever, but it just felt like I didn't scratch the surface of what you can do. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All of the Virtual Fighter games are a little, like, you kind of already need to be in, probably. (laughs) Yeah. To pick those up. So don't pick that one up first. they're They're not particularly flashy. They don't, like... Yeah, they're weirdly technical, like you said. There's just... Yeah, that's fighting game fans fighting games, I feel, anyway. Um, Another one is Dragon Ball Fighter Z might actually be the right choice, because I've known a lot of people that don't play fighting games that played the shit out of that game. Okay. Um, First-person shooter. Okay. Good introduction to first-person shooter. Actually, yeah. home. (laughs) I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can just navigate a 3D space in first person and not really worry in first about person. it. Yeah, that might be a better example yeah. than what I wrote down, which was Bioshock, first one. Uh, that was based mostly on uh, okay. my wife, Brittany, trying to enjoy that game because she was so intrigued by the worlds and like the setting and stuff. But then at some point it became too, ah, this guy keeps murdering me. I'm just trying to enjoy things. Uh, so it might be a bad example. It, it might not actually be the one. Um, That's also, like, I don't know. It's such a, like, trite thing to say or whatever at this point. I definitely feel that game is more, does the horror atmosphere thing better than it does, like, the shooting necessarily as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, don't know. I don't know. It, yeah, it's weird. Halo There's a middle ground of some there. measure, maybe? I kind of was thinking Halo as well. Like big floating like, jumps, and it's it's good at kind of like stuff that's shields. threatening looks dangerous, and you know kind of thing. It's good at signaling that kind of stuff. Um, bad example, I it's have. It's like childlike enough that like it doesn't feel like you're murdering human beings for people that like want to play a shooter. Where they oh yeah, it's like just it's just weird, goofy people. aliens and stuff. Yeah, like it's yeah yeah. Uh, Fear three is what I had as like don't start here, don't don't start with that one, you know. 
Just like another opportunity to say that on my YouTube specifically, there's a video of us playing through that game together. So if you want to watch that, you could. You could. <laughs> that game is bad. I wish it wasn't, yeah. but yeah, it's it's kind of bad. Um, one wild card that's like technically a first person shooter, and it plays differently enough that I thought maybe it would be an interesting, like slow and distinct enough thing is super hot. But I don't know that that'll teach you anything. Oh yeah, you need to know. <laughs> to play other shooters it's just kind of its own rules the thing is is that if like you need to play if you're wanting to play a shooter that kind of teaches you about shooters you should probably start where everybody started with doom or something like and then work your way around wolfenstein 3d you know it's a good one uh because those games are like the originals not like z doom or anything like that you can't aim up or down you just kind of get used to moving in space and shooting at things that are kind of in front of you so like it slowly is kind of the baseline of a shooter and you can work your way up from there because aiming especially with a controller or whatever is harder than like you would think for people that don't play games aim looking around and stuff yeah the environment there's a lot of auto aim stuff kind of helping you but yeah yeah um Okay, uh, sports, which is uh, something we're intimately familiar with, sports video games. Uh, track and field, I guess? Or No, I'm joking. Um, like an easy baseline? Easy baseline, yeah. All, all like Sega or SNES hockey games were kind of my thing where you just push a, you move around with the D-pad and push a button to pass and push a button to shoot. That was pretty simple, yeah. Mine was NHL PA 93. Uh, and it has a nice glitch where you okay. skate behind the net and the goalie will get stuck and then you just score. It's like what Gretzky right. was able to yeah. do. That's how he got 200 points. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's probably a better example. I wrote down an even older game, Basket Brawl, uh, which is an Atari thing. It was in Atari okay. 50 is where I was, I was excited about it because you don't play defense. You just punch that guy and then you take the basketball again and then you dunk it or something. Uh, so it's it's intuitive, you know, like you're just like, I got to stop that guy, Bob, right. instead of trying to steal it or whatever. Um, bad introduction I sure. had, which is the first thing I wrote down, but it was like, no, it's a terrible introduction is the NBA 2K games, uh, which you, you just need to know yeah. basketball to even try to play it. It's weird. <laughs> like watch 100 hours of basketball and then you can play this video game and you'll at least know what it wants. You so, to do. OK, I actually didn't really know that because like I don't look in those games and I don't watch basketball is that in your I guess expert opinion um <laughs> do you think that's maybe why people that really like sports gravitate to those games is because it's like oh this is like so granular to the thing that I love that of course like I'm yeah in here like, it kind of accents the yeah. the season experience or whatever it's just like well my team lost tonight but I'm gonna play and I'm gonna win or whatever like it has a dumb like fantasy sports thing going on like i got drafted this seconds. makes way more sense to me now yeah they they also put okay. story modes in those and they, they've been okay it's weird they'll just get like idris elba or somebody to be your coach or something and it's like oh you gotta try harder than that if you're gonna make it in this league it's like all right i guess <laughs> it's, you're gonna end up right. in china and then you do in one of them and then you have to impress people oh, there shit and then uh, to get into the league, you and don't if get you drafted. Don't, you get thrown in the gulag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they don't China. touch on that. 
but there is like an arcade yeah, version of like around. NBA 2K1 or something. It's weird. But uh, anyway, racing okay. is up next. Uh, what, you know. Oh, okay. Um, probably Burnout Paradise or Forza Horizon, something or other. Just something a little more arcadey with like some real life. <laughs> I like kind of a real life feel. Okay. On I, I went game. full arcadey and just went Mario Kart 8. Just play that. It's fun. Oh, it's fun. Okay. But it's sure. to- it's kind of different. Those kart racing yeah. is almost a different thing. Because my bad example was Diddy Kong Racing. I didn't racing, even consider kart, which I enjoy. But don't wow. don't go back. You know, it's it's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's airplanes in it and hovercraft, yeah. but it, it was it was a we were born in the late '80s. This was fun back then, kind of thing. Uh, don't worry about it. Sure. Uh, Whiz pig. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't thinking of like, like, is Gran Turismo accessible? Like, I remember three broke no. big because it was packed with stuff and a lot of people played it, but I don't know if it ever hit that again with like mainstream appeal. I know the movie's uh, coming out, but true that stress. I don't think it's accessible it really because is. in those games, you have to actually get driver's licenses to get more cars. <laughs> so. Yeah. I have fond memories of like Dirt Two, but I don't know if it holds up really. You yeah. Know? Um. But yeah, those kart code... racers are a good answer. I just didn't consider them. Okay. Yeah. I think the last genre I have here is one you're more familiar with than I am. Uh, survival horror games. Uh, yeah. What's a good place to start? Um, you know, for Sean's benefit, even like you know, doesn't want to get too. Uh, Resident Evil Four, the original. Okay. It's more action centric like, kind of thing. I I mean, everybody knows that like it's one of my lesser favorite Resident Evil games, but there's a reason why it's so fucking popular and came out on literally every platform because it's super easily accessible. It's not too scary. There's yeah, it's definitely more actiony or whatever. Okay, it has the uh, it has the what do you buy in in it, which is pretty good. It, does, uh, it has it panties. Does. Does it like that? Was that a thing everybody was doing? I guess is it when she hops into a dumpster or something? How would you? No, it's it's specifically in a few times where you jump down a ladder and you have to catch her and you can like look up at her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's Capcom. You know, like twenty years ago. Um, but okay. That's probably the answer, though. Uh, what's a horrible introduction? Because uh, I said Amnesia, uh, one. Dark Descent. But okay, Resident Evil One. Resident Evil One is too cumbersome to even the GameCube version. It's because that was kind of my introduction, I think. Like the remake. Yeah. Um, the remake is better about it because they have alternate modes of movement. I'm talking about the first one, tank only, uh, weird, just bullshit that you have to deal with and how the monsters work. There's no like, if you knock a zombie off of you and there's another one there you can just be comboed infinitely until you die because they don't bump into each other there's no collision between them it has a lot of things that are just like this is the first game bad that i can overlook because i'm a veteran <laughs> but like most people probably can't or shouldn't all right now hear me out there's a big movie coming out you know it's a huge franchise Chuck E. cheese was a big thing right so there's this parody of it uh-huh. Uh, it's about like Freddy's 
Pizza Hut or yeah, something. Yeah, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, Willy's yeah, yeah. yeah Willy's Wonderland. It's a lot like that movie. Uh, but it's this. You have to spend five nights at Frederick's house. Is that an accessible game? Because it blew up big for kids. Like yeah. kids can play it. It's it really is. simple interface and stuff, right? I don't enjoy it at all because yeah. that thing yells at you. But you know, for those yeah. that can handle that, uh, it's it's pretty pretty easy to follow. Uh, the the one I wrote down, I don't know if it's it's a good answer or the worst answer. I wrote down Soma because I like that game a lot and has a great story that might hook you in enough to not worry about the horror, but maybe it'll scare you and you'll hate it. I, I don't know. I don't have a yeah, good read I, on that. I couldn't I couldn't finish that game by myself I, because that that deep, being underwater sort of thing triggered triggers a fight or flight instinct in me where i just like am super stressed doing it i can't do it okay so, so maybe a bad that, introduction then is is basically anything those guys make the amnesia people don't don't start with that um yeah i i'm a little bit biased against them because i don't particularly think there's any class to a game where you're just being chased or have no way to fight back and you have to kind of stealth around i like the ability to fight back somewhat even though like the odds might be against you so the best of both worlds really is uh dark corners of the earth uh call cthulhu uh for the original xbox get a copy of that uh it's a good introduction that game is fantastic but it's broken yeah it's not a good introduction give that give that as a gift to your grandma you know she'll she'll get away into it uh it's quality stuff yeah Um, no it's it's a cumbersome old game but i liked it 18 years ago (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway uh that that's it that's all the genres the condemned games i like the condemned games uh they're kind of more first person melee action is why i enjoy them and then i'm so engrossed in that i don't actually usually think about how scary they are uh two has some great set pieces okay. though like the weird dolls and bombs and things um they have like cool detective things going on in them too, where you're solving a mystery. They're cool. They're cool games. Yeah, actually. the, the like first them. one was early in my like achievement lust, so I almost ruined myself for that game, looking for like dead ravens or whatever it was. <laughs> Just like, oh, oh yeah. gotta go through this level again and look for the thing. And yeah, it was. It's sort of like the thermoses in uh, Alan Wake or something. Just kind of not helping the experience. Uh, but anyway, those are the genres I wrote down. There's obviously so many other genres, fused genres, twists and things. But I feel that's that's a sampling. Um, that's a good one. Um, Metroidvania was brought up. Let's just like, <sighs> listen, I love Hollow Knight. I think it's one of my favorite games ever made. Super Metroid's the answer. Like, there's do you think a it's still the answer? Big. You don't think it has yeah. kind of crusty Metroid, old yeah. logic to it kind of thing? You know? Nah. Not 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 as well, not as bad as the other Metroids before it so by I, I, any stretch. I'm I'm Those saying are... like Zeo Drifter, you know? That was just such a simple little game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh I found it charming, but you fight the same boss over and over and stuff. Uh yeah. So no, not really. Um Hmm. How not, do you feel not, about a, not a Castlevania, the... you don't think? They're too cumbersome? You know, I mean, the Castlevania games I like aren't the Metroidvania ones. They're the Castlevania. like oh. They're not the like Symphony of the Nights or Aria. Aria is probably one of the better ones. I like the you're going through stages to fight a boss and then 
killing Dracula and the end. Oh, sort of okay. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Super, How do you feel about Super the Metroid's Ori still games? great, but Ori, I never, I actually never played Ori uh, of any stripe. Oh, okay. I heard they were kind of Meat Boy challenging in how they're designed. Is that fair to say? I think they're kind of easy, but like, I don't know. It's hard. I play video games, so like, I'm not kind of a normal person that, like, most of the people that are normal people. Like, don't play as many games, right? So, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think Ori... What about Dustin Elysian Tale? That I was, was, I was thinking about... I never finished accessible. that game, though. Um, so okay. So, I wasn't as pulled into it. I, I was thinking of, like, Metroid Zero Mission, where it's kind of the simplicity of the original game, but then kind of spiffed up to be more like Super Metroid. Sure. Uh, but it's it's okay. sort of adjacent. It's, it's similar. I feel it's just they... It's like a decade later, so they could think a little more about messaging to the player and stuff. Um, did, did you play uh, Yoku's Island Re- Express? No, I didn't. Okay. That's pinball. So that might be the most accessible, but nobody talks about that one. So I don't know. <laughs> hmm. What's the least or the like you should not play this as your first outing? Oh, is your first uh, Metroidvania? Yeah. Hmm. Harmony of Dissonance? I kind of feel like Metroid 2. <laughs> I Harmony. Yeah, I did play through Metroid 2 back... It, it, it's so crusty and old if if you're not yeah. up for that. I, I did appreciate how big Samus' sprite is on a Game Boy screen. <laughs> it's kind of weird. She's like a third <laughs> of the screen. Uh, and I, I like the simplicity of it, of just hunt down x number of metroids that's kind of fun but no don't start there Do, yeah don't start there i guess would be fair to say metroid yeah. 2 return of samus okay. it was great for what it was but yeah i love that game don't start there. i really like it and i said harmony of distance just because i always viewed that as the least of the gba castlevania games um but yeah, it's okay that's okay all right okay next question uh Big question from Rasterman. So next question from Dead. What games would you want a level pack or ROM hack for, which currently don't have any sort of official or non-official additional content available? Man, the fact that Mario Maker 2, because you brought it up earlier, doesn't have more content on it is in fucking infuriating. That could have been a platform for every like three months. They could have put out a thing where they're like, we added this sprite and like a new song or something. And I would have bought that shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel there's a lot of tools in there for people to make weird stuff. But like I played the core story stuff, like the hundred levels or whatever, pretty quickly. Um, And it. Yeah, it was neat to see Nintendo author some weird ideas and have them in there, but yeah, just kind of played levels with like the Link suit, yeah, or like the Mario Two stuff. Yeah, like they should be adding more of that shit. Like uh, some year, somebody actually least. did their best to recreate the Birdo fight with like a a cannon and uh, one of those little spiky guys from like Mario Three behind a barrier, so you had to throw cannonballs at him. It was kind of neat. It was a neat okay. Like, okay, cool. you're evoking Mario 2 as best you can uh, with these rules, which is cool. I did not know Link could throw bombs forever, so I was just like, stage sucks. Yeah. What is this? What am I supposed to do? And it's just like, oh. no, no, you can blow that up. And it's like, oh, all right, I'm sorry. I, did, oh, I went. I got to shout something out before 
I forget. Yeah. Uh, GDQ just happened. There was the Mario Maker race, which is one of the things that I always want to tune in for. I like the Mario. I follow like Mario Maker and Mario ROM hack communities online and like watch that shit because I fucking love it. I don't know why. It's just the weird shit you can do with like a moveset or whatever mechanics that I grew up with. It's just awesome to me. Um, Mario Maker relay race happened and it is fucking amazing what some creators have done with those levels like for this race specifically they made a portal level which is literally like you touch pipes and it automatically shoots you to another part in the level like a portal uh, i don't know how they did it <laughs> i don't uh-huh. understand how they coded this shit in mario maker so that's super worth watching i want you specifically to watch that and i'll find a timestamp for you so you don't have to watch like an hour of a race just for those cool levels but like yeah it's phenomenal what they've done so it's creators have made kind of obstacle racetrack kind of things or what would you yeah so there's two teams of like four people and every death they have to switch the controller to the next person on the team yeah and uh Whoever gets to the end of, like, this level, they're playing the same level blind against each other. Um, Whoever gets to the end of it, like, takes the point, essentially. Hmm. And they do that for a while. Just just thinking on it a bit, I found it a little weird. Like, obviously, a community for Mario Maker is just making stuff. So I don't know if it quite fits because there is a lot of stuff. I don't know that I love the idea of the, like, weird rules that make the flag appear. You know, like stuff that wasn't anything yeah. to do with Mario 3 or Mario World or anything. It's like not a win condition in any of those games. And now it's like, oh, you got to collect 45 coins and then the flag will appear. And it's like, that's just weird. That's not anything that was anything in anything. <laughs> so I don't love those. Uh, some of them are kind of yeah. clever, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just when they're straying too far from the rule set established. It's just kind of like this. This isn't really a thing that this game used to have. So I, I don't know. crusty about that crabby about it um as for stuff (laughs) that needs more stuff uh wario's woods you know there's that one mode where you play Uh against a like lineup of dudes and then it culminates in wario i kind of wish there was another batch of guys you know like dlc came out new mario characters are challenging you to wario's woods battles uh that's that's what i want really all i want is the super nintendo version to be ported to like to be on switch instead of the nes version because who would play that like the best version yeah exists and you own it just just put it out anyway (laughs) uh then they need to make a rhythm heaven where it's a service game that they update every six months with a new pack yeah, I could go for more Rhythm Heaven indefinitely for sure. So yeah, that's the only live game I'll support. Actually, they should do that. They should they should make that. That's a thing. the only one. That's the only one. Just cancel yeah. the rest of them. Um, yeah. All right. Next question. I guess it's my turn to read. Uh, this is Suku Suku. How far can a video game in a series stray from the previous games without it feeling like a betrayal of what it was? Hmm. Well, I'm trying to think of some um, high-profile betrayals. Yeah, like there was all the original Fallout fans that were really mad when three was coming out. I th- I feel like you know that pivot to first-person style. Like I'm okay with it. Um, but I wasn't a fan of those original games, right. so maybe they strayed too far. 
I don't know. Um, they strayed pretty far too with the idea of like making Fallout a multiplayer thing too with seventy six. Like that pissed yeah. a lot of people off too. Yeah. So yeah, Bethesda is kind of you know they bought up Fallout and kind of changed changed its DNA a bit. I'm sure there's still somebody grumpy about that. Like they're just playing Fallout one and two over and over and just like man, this was awesome. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Chrono Cross is like nothing like Chrono Trigger, basically. So you can go pretty far in a series idea as long as there's kind of even a loose thread, I think, holding it together. There are so many characters in that game. I I think I think it got to where I was like, wait, I like didn't need to get that guy in my party. Like I just kind of froze up because it's like you just close the door on so many possibility spaces. <laughs> it's like I what? It's like no, you kind of were supposed <laughs> to play it over and over again. It's like ah. Who has time for that? Um, one yeah. I wish John was here for because, like, I don't know what the verdict is on this game at, at the end of the day. I know how GameSpot felt about it when it came out. They were so insulted that this was a thing anyone did. But Bomberman Act oh. Zero was, like, seen as such a betrayal of, like, the cutesy art style of Bomberman. And, like, what is this? This isn't even... Res- Why are you edging up Bomberman? But wasn't it kind of good? Yeah like gameplay wise well isn't it basically the same like yeah it just has like an aggro aesthetic to it which is funny i I think it would stand out in hindsight as being the funniest bomberman game because it's just like what it's like oh 2007 or whatever like we were trying to trying to be cool but yeah i i wrote down a game i kind of like but i feel it's it's pushing right out like up against the bubble for some people is WarioWare get it together where it's like the weird kind of character mm. control of the person. And it's like, this isn't really zeroing in on the mini games the way I want it to, but there's still some of that zaniness in it that I was okay, but it wasn't, I don't like where the wind's blowing on that. I hope they that's bring the it more back. That's the recent one, right? Yeah. That's the switch one where it just has this kind of odd idea at the heart of it. This is not a pro that game podcast. The other two hate that game. I know. I I haven't played it. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't hate it, but it's definitely like, "Eh, you guys are on thin ice here with this. This is stretching the the fabric of WarioWare to its limit, you know? You you should probably rein this back in. Just make some solid mini games, you know? Um. And one totally. one I was kind of wrote down late because I I was kind of thinking of like when you wander outside of your genre completely, and I don't know if that's always a great thing or what, because like Sonic ended up in like Sonic the Dark Brotherhood and Sonic's Dead, right. like the comedy game from this year. Are those still fun Sonic games, or do they not really have what you expect from Sonic, or is that good because you just get to focus on the the weird death of Sonic stuff? the Hedgehog? has the thing that people that are really into Sonic games expect, and that's just those characters interacting with each other. Okay. So, like, that's probably fine for most people. I thought it was a fun little, like, free thing that I did for a couple hours one night. Just, like, a fan service, um, you think? Does big, is the Big the Cat there with, like, yeah. a hat? He's just wearing a hat, and it's fun. Big the Cat is, if I remember, not there oh, at all in that one. Oh, I know. I know. Man. They gotta get back to fishing minigames. You know, the heart of Sonic. That's really what Sonic's been missing all this time. It's 3D fishing. Well, I mean, 
Did you play Sonic Frontiers? No. no. Is there fishing in it? Yeah, there's a lot of fishing in it. In fact, oh. there's so much fishing in it that you can actually just get to the end of the game from the stuff you need from fishing it. <laughs> Dude, this sounds like my Tears of the Kingdom and Sonic Frontiers. I should play that. That that sounds awesome. <laughs> so, all right. Because Link's just picking up fish. What? Fishing's pretty good. What is that? Um. All right. <laughs> Let's. Oh, I guess it's the next question. Um, I, From VGC Kenny. Yeah. Sorry. So, I, did we definitively? Uh, how far can it go? Pretty far, I guess. But try to stay in the same genre. <laughs> Maybe. Oh no! One last example came to mind. Remember when XCOM tried to pivot into that third-person thing? People hated that. You know. <laughs> I don't remember that. No. Like bureau bureau declassified or whatever that game that came out in like 2011. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I barely remember that. No, 2012, remember? Like, it's like they announced XCOM as like, oh, we're doing a first-person Bioshock-esque reboot, and people were like, boo! And then, like, Firaxis or whatever, or was it Maxis? Firaxis, right? They released, like, Enemy Unknown, and everyone's like, that's what we really want. And then the third-person yeah. thing came out later, and it was like, no, no, no. This is not it. So <laughs> I guess that's an example. Not like that. Sure. I tried to like. I think also if you kind of go like against the goodwill of what like something, if you take the wrong lessons from something, like that's gonna be a pretty big red flag for a lot of people. Like, listen, I like Diablo Immortal, but I understand that that was the wrong direction to take that series, (laughs) especially after a decade of not a like mainline thing even being talked about. Like that was just bad. That was so mishandled. But um. Yeah, so there's stay maybe stay in your genre. Try to keep like some thorough line way that they're connected, and try not to like do something that just seems like a weird cash grab on your IP. <laughs> maybe yeah, just fill it with microtransactions. Like you know, twenty five dollar armor or something. That would be weird. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, VGC Kenny writes: Do you find yourself living in a shotgun sh- or? Do you find or oh wait? Do you find yourself living in a shotgun shack, being a stick in the mud about certain video games or anything in general? For instance, I have a weirdly specific Ace Attorney opinion. Not a lot of people share with me, but also it ties to a quote Sean mentioned one time about how a large percentage of a person's list of favorite games are games they played when they were like 13 to 16 or something, and that's when I started playing Ace Attorney. So a lot of my opinions stem from how that colored my opinion on what Ace Attorney is. I'm going to quickly follow this up with I won't listen to music basically made in the last 10 years because it's not the music I listened to growing up. So, yes, I'm a weird stick in the mud about some stuff. I, I try to get into new stuff sometimes, but, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's of, garbage, though, is a problem. Well, not everything's garbage, but it's it's hard to it's like a mental bridge from what you like has to be made between the new stuff or something. I, I don't know. Um, OK, yeah. sorry. Uh, stuff I have weird opinions about Wario's Woods, but I'm just going to move on from that. It's a lot of <laughs> a lot of GameCube stuff I was realizing because I was in that age range when that came out. So I kind of have like, uh-huh. no, this is what Luigi's Mansion's supposed to be when they put more mansions in it. And two, they ruined it. It's supposed to be one thing that you're stuck in. It's like Resident Evil for kids. It was great. And it's like, I haven't actually played that game in like right. 20 years. So maybe maybe it's fine. 
maybe three is what it should be or something. I haven't played three, but I I guess I'm nervous about three because I don't I have like that weird hang up on what I feel it should be striving to be, which is Luigi's Mansion one, but again or something. So, but bigger. I don't know, bigger mansion. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I also wrote down Shadows of the Empire which uh, is a game I have too much fondness for because it's kind of terrible. But that was my Star Wars right. when I was like nine. So it's really important to me and I, I like it a lot. But it's actually probably When did that bad. game come out? 1996. Like December, I think. Like it was, it missed the launch, but just a little bit. Uh, for N64. I just want to see something because that game was $90 in 1996. Yes, it was. And yeah. I just want to see. I remember with tax, um, I was at Zeller's 20- paying like $96, including like toonies and stuff, because it was like lawnmower yep. money. Yeah, yeah. So when people complain about paying a lot for games, I just want this to be a thing that you remember. We paid, well, Nathan paid because I didn't think the game was good, so I never got it. Yeah. Or I guess I never begged my parents for it, which would have been the style at the time. I, I saved um, up for this thing, so I was doing gardening and stuff. Wow. But anyway, Good yeah. for you. I, yeah. pff, character uh, building. So I had to like it because I just spent like $100. <laughs> but yeah. It was $90 in 1996. That is $174 in 2023 money adjusted for inflation. Just for the video game. No, no, you know, collector's just edition, anything. I don't get a dash rendar on my desk or anything. I just get a cart with that game on it. Um, like 7.3 or something on GameSpot. I had to I had to put time into it, though. Uh, beat it on Jedi. Yeah. You know, you got to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess I can relate to yeah stuff sticking that you get that that's something I feel I've gotten like grouchy about is like the new wave of Star Wars stuff It's just like man you kids have it so lucky your Jedi survivors and whatnot I was playing this garbage with <laughs> this like jetpack I was playing this garbage <laughs> I had to exploit Boba Fett by standing in between the cannons it's just dumb but yeah. that's what I had so I just played to get better times on the, the same like what nine levels <laughs> or whatever it is 11 <laughs> levels uh yeah 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 i played a lot of super um, star wars too because that's just something i owned At, to the point where that game i still find i can beat that game like M- disney's magical quest or whatever is like i don't know what happened like i've lost all of these skills super star wars is just like oh yeah i remember how this goes it's just a pattern it's like you just memorized it so anyway yeah Yeah. oh it's my turn to read right yes okay final question this is from phantom aegis ahoy tdp crew would you rather be in a large dark cave by yourself for a day or above in the middle of an ocean by yourself for a day you can't die you just have to endure a day in either scenario i said that part it just says death not included (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, it's probably the middle of an ocean. You'd rather do that? Probably. I don't want to be in a dark... I don't want to be in dark solitude for 24 hours. The dark specifically, I think, would do a lot to, like, ruin your mind. Huh. 
I, I went the opposite. I immediately was like, I can't deal with being in such a wide space. Like, I'd probably get hypnotized and fall into the ocean and die or something. Like, I don't know. I didn't trust that scenario because it's too yeah. alien and I get baked by the sun or whatever. I was like, you know, I, fucking I could hate just... The ocean. I'll just, like, role play as Gollum or something for a day, sleep as much as I can because it's dark, and just yeah, try to right. deal with it. So yeah. I know it's, like, solitary or whatever. It's bad, but it's just one day. So Being that's where I went. Being able to sleep would be huge, yeah. I don't think I... Yeah, I hate the ocean. I know I've said it so many times on different podcasts, but it terrifies me. I've never been an ocean person. I fucking hate that thing. Have you ever looked out onto an ocean at night? It's like the most terrifying alien thing in the world. It's yeah, the worst. Yeah, no, I found the but, ocean too. As a landlocked person my whole life, it was like, no, that's too alien. Yeah. That's too weird. Totally. So, yeah. There you uh, go. The idea of a cave, though. It is a large dark cave, so I guess like I wouldn't feel as claustrophobic as that's I the might thing though. If it's normally. if it's dark enough, its vastness wouldn't make you existentially terrified. Whereas in the ocean, you'd see it. Is is what I was thinking. I was like, I can't deal with feeling that uh-huh. small for a whole day. But in a cave, you know, you got echoes and things. You could have fun with it. You could have fun with it as best you can. These are both terrible. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be pretty terrible, but anyway. But there you go. That's the questions. TopDownPerspective.gmail.com. Sorry the answers were so extensive. I know Paul didn't want to, like, do this long of a show, but I'm just a chatty Kathy today, so that's what happened. Uh, It was good. No, that – I mean, it was the one question that's like, provide like a thesis on video game genres yeah it was a big it was a big one well said five to ten so you know you gotta you gotta go through a bunch of stuff but anyway yeah okay games of the week time uh i i think i i don't know you you kind of want to maybe you want to shine the light on a tiny game i don't know i don't know i definitely so here's the thing is that I knew I was going to love Diablo 4. My game of the week came out of nowhere. It's Homebody. Homebody is fucking fantastic, and people should pick that thing up. All right. Because Diablo 4 is going to, like, still get better and better as I go. But Homebody was a nice surprise. Uh, I think for me, just because it was also a great podcasting game for me, is uh, Super Mario Maker 2. I know it's not new, but yeah. it was new to me. Um, and I like playing Mario games, so... There, there was some good levels. There were some terrible levels, but that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, it's it's generally pretty great. That's my uh, preferred Nintendo character this week between the big showdown. Link Mario. Mario wins. He can jump higher. He can talk more. It's just weird. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. W- one more. One more genre. One more genre. Oh, geez. Way. Okay. Free to play game. Best and worst. All right. Best introduction you could ever do. Original RuneScape. Uh, it's got so many quests wow. in it. It's it, bronze that's armor. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, I'm basically just saying that's where I was when I was playing free-to-play stuff. Was It's better than Maple Story. I'll stand by that. But uh, Okay. No, what's what's hot and good like uh, free-to-play gaming? Like Fortnite? Oh, Honkai Star Rail. Is that actually good? There was a bunch of stuff about that today in games game game fest. They were talking about the Star Rail. I mean, I like it, but it's a gotcha game, so like be 
be worried about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I think there's a new Square uh, Final Fantasy gotcha thing coming to phones, so maybe that'll be a contender, you know, in this space. The, but, there is uh, that near one that I played a lot of. <laughs> So I downloaded it, good. but I, I, I was like, oh, I can't. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I just don't think I like the genre. Um, And yeah, like Linebeck's saying, Honkai Star Rail is like actually a weirdly decent JRPG almost, like a turn-based RPG. Okay. So it might be worth looking into, honestly. It's pretty good. Uh, and probably the roughest intro at this point, old school RuneScape. Uh, you, just can't, you just can't really, like, why would you play it anymore? Um, it's just old. It's like that's such like Java. a Todd and Aaron thing. <laughs> like best free to play game, old school, uh, old school RuneScape, worst. Old also, RuneScape. old school RuneScape. You just have to be if you're 35 yeah. years old, and your name is Nathan. Yeah. Old school RuneScape, <laughs> quality business. Yeah. All right, that was fun. Uh, I guess we're back to normal next week. I don't really know. I haven't talked to the other guys at all this week, so I don't think they knew that we were doing a show tonight. They were under no, the no. I think you told the Discord, happening. and there was there was like a thumbs up. I did, or something. but nobody said anything. Oh, did they? There's a reaction. There's a fire it. emoji or something. So I think that's good. <laughs> I think that that's that means you're doing good. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right, so that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening, and uh, see you next time. Yeah. Bye.